Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And I think it's 2022. And you're probably listening to the Nerdy Dadcast. I know it's 2022. I'm still struggling to write 2022 or type in 2022. Like I was filling out like an online form and I put 2020. See, you're a step ahead of me then because I fill in like 2018, 2016. Who really knows anymore? So yeah, I'm just like, I'll put it in a random year. Hope it sticks. Yeah. I mean, well, 2014, 2015, 2016, we were allowed to go outside and congregate with people and like, you could eat food straight off the sidewalk and it was perfectly fine. Yeah. And I had a kid in 2014 and now she's 17. So it's weird. Yeah. Weird how things like uh, that happen, but it is a new year. It is a new episode. And, uh, I mean, I, I got a whole lot going on in my world for, for the new year. You got much going on in your world this year? I've been making snow forts. I've been boating the snow. We've got about, uh, probably, I don't know, three feet of it here. And it's just, it's, you know, it's been here for weeks now. It keeps growing and growing and growing. So yeah, between uh, going out and blowing snow with my snowblower that I can't talk enough about, obviously, (laughs) or going out and building forts, you know, that's what we've been doing. So that's the new year here. Yeah. I've seen pictures of, of the snow forts. There was first, it seemed like just a wall of like snow. And then the upgraded version, which I saw recently, you're now carving snow bricks. Yeah. So the first one we did, this the, traditional snowballs and they worked really well except for you know you get building them high enough and you don't really think about how you're gonna put a roof on this thing and so mm-hmm. so you get to that point and then you're like you know i'm tired i'm going inside and that's pretty much where it stopped so for version 2.0 i mean we've got a lot of space here we've got a lot of snow so we can always go to somewhere else in the yard and find snow so this time we've started doing bricks now again though it's sort of the whole you have to sort of pyramid them in or igloo them in or whatever way you want to do it to make that roof. And we haven't quite got there yet, but it's, uh, it's mighty tall. It's uh, made of ice bricks at this point or snow bricks. And um, yeah, it's got a good, I think about five and a half feet. I can barely see over it myself. And I'm pretty tall. Oh, wow. I mean, you're, you're getting up there. Now these, the snow that you have, is it that like nice wet sort of packing snow or is it like the dry stuff that requires you to add a little water or something to, to really make it work? See, that's a really interesting thing where we're sort of studying the um, how snow changes and how things – because, I mean, in Vancouver, you don't have long enough to really see how snow changes. It's there. It's gone. That's it. But uh, out here, yeah, the same, the same snow comes down, sort of sits there and gets harder. And, you know, the stuff really – the bottom is really tightly packed. It's got all that pressure onto it and it melts a little bit. So that's stuff you want to go down and get apparently because, yeah, we're still experimenting and seeing what works, what doesn't. We have had a couple of days where we went out to make bricks and they just like fell apart because it was powdery. And now today, like we had really good textures. So we were making some pretty solid bricks, I tell you. I mean, you actually had different types of snow this winter so far. I mean, it's uh, been an event. Uh, nothing like what you're getting, but it's, I mean, comparable. We're getting more than you are simply because it's Vancouver. Yeah, so I'm actually at that phase now where it's my first winter away from Vancouver. So I can look back at you, Vancouverites, and be like, ha, ha, you guys are cute. Look at that snow. And you're, sh- you're shutting everything down. That's adorable, all you city folk. Yeah, it. Uh, we did it. Actually, I think fared better the first snow, like the one over the sort of Christmas holiday that we had, the white Christmas. And then um, probably the worst of that was the temperatures because 
much of what had been built here had not been built for the temperatures to go that low. So like pipes were bursting. Um, I know in our complex here, a number of owners were like, oh my goodness, I know we get hot water. And so they're drilling holes in the wall and like getting space heaters to try to like unfreeze pipes. Cause again, like the insulation that was needed was to deal with like, you know, a couple degrees below zero, not extended stretches of like, you know, Edmonton weather. Yeah. And I mean, that's the same out here though, where it's just incredibly cold for a long time. I mean, I've had a plastic sled that we bought in downtown Vancouver. Just, I mean, we've talked about in past podcasts, how in Vancouver you go to Sunset Beach to Mm -hmm. go sledding, really. So we had a sled that we used once a year if we got snow for that purpose. And I bought it, you know, when my son was just born. So I probably had it nine or 10 years now. And uh, this year we took it out and it was too cold. I mean, the sledding was awesome, but it was like negative 20 something. And (laughs) it was actually too cold for the plastic and the plastic cracked and broke. So the sled we've had forever now is no longer a sled. So You need to upgrade your sled. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, get one of those like industrial ones that you see people be towed on behind like a snowmobile. Something Something with jets on the back, probably, you know, for that extra (laughs) boost. Exactly. To, To hit the jump just right. Um, but no, I mean, we're obviously experiencing uh, winter a little bit different than you are. I'm not building snow forts, uh, though with the rain we're getting right now and the fact it's still around freezing, I could probably build like an ice castle. That'd be cool. Yeah. We can, uh, we haven't seen rain, rain in a while. We haven't seen rain in a while. So, but yeah, having, having ice rink in the backyard might be cool. Yeah. And it's a, it's an added uh, bonus when you're out on the roads trying to drive with the freezing rain. It's a. It's a real nice experience. Everyone out there on their summer tires. Yeah. For Vancouver drifting. For the first time ever, we have winter tires and we had to do like, we did the, we did a road trip back to Vancouver not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And in that time we had to snow chains. So we actually, we actually figured out how to put chains on our tires and all that. That was something I'd never done before. So, you know, you're never too old to learn. It's basically my moral, my story here. So when you learned to do that, was there an audible ding and a flash of light, like a level up, uh, yeah, I got I got experience points. Uh, yeah, I got to choose a few new abilities to upgrade, and I'm feeling better. Yeah, yeah. that's that's good. That's good. But uh, as we uh, as we get into the year where you're building snow forts, and I'm trying to survive snowmageddon here in Vancouver, um, I'm doing uh, other things too. I've decided that 2022 is going to be a crazy year of all sorts of new stuff. That's I awesome. just decided it. That's awesome. What are you doing? Uh, well, the, the big, the biggest one is, is my health. Um, I mean, I've sort of talked about it on the show in previous episodes, but I have had struggles in trying to, to maintain weight and remain healthy. Um, and I think, you know, big wake up call was, uh, uh, some words of, uh, wisdom from my, uh, or a doctor I saw who told me that it would be important to start to looking at shedding a, a pound or two or 20, um, or more, but uh, to do so in a healthy fashion. And then when we were out in the snow, um, I struggled to pull baby force in the sled, not because I couldn't do it, but because that act alone, my body was like, Nope, I'm not, I'm not really happy with you. I'm going to give you some back pain because you're, you're really pissing me off. Uh, I'm going to make it feel like you're, you're not as stable as you once were, you know, those joints, eh, maybe not the not the best decision in going out in the snow. And so like just experiencing that, you know, was a big enough wake up pull for me that I did need to affect change. And so why not be cliche and all and decide January one, 
I'm going to start off with hashtag lighter force, which I've used the hashtag before. <laughs> like this is not new, but in the what week of the year that we're in, I have made some, some pretty steady progress. I'm watching what I'm eating. Uh, and I've found a fitness routine that so far I've enjoyed. Cause I think that's been the struggle for me when it came to getting healthy fitness. I hate gyms. Yeah. Like I'm not a gym rat. Uh, I, I I'm not against them, but like people can put them to use and they enjoy them. Do it. But for me, like I go into a gym and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what that this equipment's for. I'm, I'm self-conscious. Like, you know, I think it's a, probably a feeling that people can relate to that, you know, self-consciousness. And I'm, I am, that's me. It's eating at me. It's not a fun place. And I remember someone telling me, oh, you just, that's part of the experience. It makes you tougher. I don't need to be tougher. I need to be healthier. Right. Totally. So I've, uh, I've embraced the, the pandemic fitness experience and, uh, started using a virtual training environment. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I did that last year as well, where I sort of, again, you know, you're saying, you're saying cliche. I did the exact same cliche thing last year and sort of after the whole 2019, I think it was 20, 2020, 2020. Yeah. Uh, after that year of just basically sitting on the couch in the first year of the pandemic, and I was already grieving because I'd lost my mother not that long previously to that. So yeah, between those two things, I sat on the couch and ate a bag of potato chips every night, which apparently, again, when you go and talk to your doctor afterwards, they'll tell you that's not healthy. It may be tasty, but it's not healthy. So once you have those words of wisdom from your doctor, then you're like, oh, yeah, okay, no, I see what you're saying there. And so I took it seriously, and uh, and I have to say, like last year, I really got into it, and every day from January first on, with a few exceptions. I mean, we've talked in the past of uh, my trips to the hospital last year and various health emergencies and stuff like that. With the exception of those days, I made, managed to make it through every day of last year. Like I used my Apple Watch, so I was uh, I was closing my rings every single day, and which was really something I hadn't even got close to in the previous year. And then, you know, I really got into Ring Fit Adventure when it was, you know, my tech stuff. So I can say, honestly, I lost, I lost about 40 pounds last year that, uh, and got myself to a level where I didn't actually think I could be there again. It was like, you know, I'm, I was at that weight in my 20s, not, not now mm-hmm. in my mid 40s. So, so yeah, it was kind of, it was really great. And at this point, I mean, it just became routine very quickly. And unfortunately at this moment, I can't follow that routine anymore, but uh, I hope to, as soon as possible, get back on the routine. Yeah. The, uh, you know, you'd mentioned sort of getting to that weight with your inner twenties. I'm quite a distance away from that. <laughs> well, I mean, I won't lie. And that was my own experience in my own body. And I'm not saying anything else for anybody else. It's, you know, we all should have our own goals of where we want to be. Or if you're, if you are where you want to be, then that's great as well. For me, I was just at a point where I was at a higher weight than I'd ever been in my life. And, uh, like up until my thirties, I had no problem. I could eat whatever I wanted. My body never changed. And then you hit 30 and suddenly you're like, Oh, wait a second. Things are changing. And so, so yeah, like I said, that year of depression and grief on the couch, eating potato chips, is not actually good for your body as tasty as it is. So, so yeah, I mean, to each their own. And if you, it's no comment on anybody else's body, just my own. No. And I mean, I would love to be at that, that weight in my twenties, but like, you know, mentioned like you sort of, your metabolism starts to, to slow down. And I, I look back at my youth and I can actually tell you 
where things started to get thrown away is that I started to suffer some catastrophic sports related injuries, mm. torn ACL, broken ankle. Um, and each one of these not only impacted my ability to quote unquote be fit. Like I was playing sports. I was out, I was like active that shut me down. Not for like, Oh, just rest it for a few days. Like when I broke my ankle, it was surgical intervention to fix it. And I was not weight bearing for eight weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got around on crutches and sure you could count that as maybe a little bit of exercise, but it wasn't good exercise. Yeah. Um, I could have probably done more rehab or more strength training, you know, professional athletes do it all the time, but, uh, and again, things just then ran away. Yeah. And again, like in previous years I had done the gym thing where you go, but that's even then, I mean, you're that guy that you're the guy that gets into the gym. You don't really know the equipment and you see all these people around you. that are all buff in there every day. And you're (laughs) like, Oh yeah, no, I don't really fit in here. And so, I mean, I never really made it very far in the gym. Um, I took swimming for a while. I was like, I'm going to take, I'm going to do swimming and make myself fit. But you know, swimming, while it's a great workout, it's really tiring. So, I mean, you, you have to build up quite a bit of endurance first. And I was finding that wasn't happening as much as quickly as I thought it was. So that sort of, or as quickly as I wanted it to. So that sort of went off as well. So all these other ways, it was sort of, um, you know, brief bits of inspiration, but then nah, not in the long run. So when I had a little bit more of a tech-based thing where I could just sit there and look ridiculous by myself in the living room, then I was sort of like, yeah, that's no problem. I can do that. I don't, I don't have any issues here. And that, you know, is the, the path I've, I've found works. And I, I kind of like ring fit adventure is interesting because I picked it up. Was it just after I think you had picked it up, you had talked me into getting it. And the struggle I had is on our old place, I didn't have the space to put it to use. Like we had furniture and, I could move the furniture to sort of make some room, but it wasn't sufficient. Um, then I went and picked up, uh, my, my quest, my quest Two, which at the time when I purchased, it was called an Oculus quest Two. It's now apparently called a meta quest Two. but, uh, I used it and I, you know, found that I could get in the calorie or like a, not maybe oh, I was burning calories. I'm sure. But like, I could feel the heart rate go up doing things like beat saber. Oh, this is pretty cool. It's a workout. But again, I didn't really think of it anything more. And oh, this is just a cool game to play. And Beat Saber didn't really have me moving. So when I started to sort of explore at the end of, uh, you know, 2021, that period between sort of one holiday and the next Christmas and New Year's, I kept getting this like Facebook ad for Supernatural VR. And um, I'm... Obviously, I must have said magic words or something like that, and the algorithm decided I needed to see this, but I'm kind of glad it did because when I started watching sort of videos and seeing people describe it and review it, uh, first of all, the reviews are stellar. Like it has a metric ton of positive reviews. There are a few negatives, but almost in the negatives, I'm sort of reading, I'm like, yeah, but that's not a, that's not the app that you're necessarily complaining about. Like, right? Like, Oh, it requires you to move around and I just don't have the space. Like, okay. I mean, I get it, but one star. Um, so I, uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to check this out. And I asked around, no one I knew had used it. And one of the things about it is it, it's a subscription-based service. It is not cheap. One year of the program, which is the discounted annual rate is 180 us. Okay. 
right? That's, that's an investment. That's but then if you consider if I were to go in and pay for a gym membership, let's say, I don't know what they are, but let's say like 20 bucks a month for like Cardi, like the full in where I can attend sessions and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, about the same price. So I'm paying for a virtual gym, so to speak. But you do that, you get a trial. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to one year. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for a year. And if I do it, if I commit for the one year, I have 14 day trial and I can cancel. If it doesn't work, I don't like it or I'm not doing it. I'll know. I even put like a, I don't know, three reminders in my calendar and the date I needed to cancel it by. We're on day six. That's all we're on. And I'm, I'm hitting it every day. In fact, one of the days I like I did three different, like I had a workout in the morning, a midday sort of quick one. And I wrapped up in the evening and I felt great and I'm having fun. Like, this is amazing. And I've like, I'm closing rings on my Apple watch. I could count on one hand since I picked up this watch last year, the number of times I closed three rings. And now every day, actually, you know, there was one day I didn't get my stand ring and I don't understand how that was <laughs> possible. <laughs> but, but the point is I'm closing the one, like the stand ring Okay, sure, it's important, but the ones that are burning calories and getting the exercise, those are the ones that maybe carry a little bit of weight. I'm closing rings. I gotta say, yeah, like I did miss a couple rings last year where it was just like that thing where I was like, you know, I think my daily calorie rate was 680 on the calories. And I, there were a couple of days where it was like 678 at midnight. And mm. I, I hadn't breathed enough to get it over the last two calories, I guess. And so there were a couple of days like that. But yeah, this, I don't know. It's, and I found as well um, with just the networking capabilities of it, where last year we had a couple of friends on Twitter who said, hey, you want a challenge? We should do this together. I'm going to get my rings every day. And so we added each other onto our watches. And then you can see and sort of egg each other on. Or it's actually pretty funny because there isn't really any positive messaging on that thing. When somebody else com- no. when somebody else completes their thing, you're just like, oh, yeah, nice job, buddy. Or and it's got like all sorts of sarcastic things, which, you know, honestly fits me well, because that's kind of how I roll. But uh, yeah, and then, you know, my friends just started dropping off over the course of the year, and I managed to get all the way through it. And it was like, yeah, it just became became habit and having the fun happen. I mean, I think really the VR side is really interesting. And I hope when I eventually get VR that uh, we'll be able to see something like that in that time. Yeah. Well, and that's like, you know... VR as a space is an, like, I feel it's a very interesting one. Um, I think I'm not naive to suggest that there aren't ways to improve upon it. It is not, you know, the Oasis yet, uh, from ready player one though. Um, the way, uh, meta or uh, Facebook wants to take it, um, that sure feels like it that way, but but the ability to do this workout where all I'm doing is essentially swinging my arms around and doing squats, but it's done in a fashion that essentially is simulating what you would probably do in a, you know, typical cardio session, mm. right? Like I think it's called hit H I I T. I don't know what it stands for. Something high impact interval training, maybe high intensity interval training or something. Anyhow, um, it, it's, I'm seeing a difference. Um, and the app has boxing. So like you can do like shadow boxing, which it, it really is shadow boxing. I actually find it the hardest, um, in so much because I've punched myself in the face a couple of times because in the VR space, 
I don't actually see my hand. I see a simulated glove and the tracking isn't always perfect. Yeah, see, that would be my fear with it because my kids are never far away. And I mean, I don't even think mm. if I had a VR helmet on, they would stay outside of that range. So Strict I, rules when daddy's working out. Yeah, but strict rules are, yeah, not, I mean, no, strict rules don't ever actually work. So, and I, re- <laughs> I really. I still work at this stage here. I have never hit my kids. I will never hit my kids. I don't want to hit my kids. I don't want to do it in VR either. And that would be like the one yeah. way it might happen. Where you're just like throwing your fists and the kid jumps up and gets hit. But no, yeah. So definitely I need like some sort of fence around me. Yeah. And that's, I've, I've sort of actually on that note built a fence. Like I. I block things off. My, my worry is yes, my daughter, I'm more worried about my cat because yeah. <laughs> I can't tell the cat no. And it often will come like, Oh, Hey, you're moving around. Let me get between your legs. Cause that's what cats do. So, and then you do a kick and it flies across the room. Yes. Uh, I'm actually, I think I'd be more worried that I'd trip and fall. And then, um, that's yeah, I could see where that's going. Yeah. One or two people meet their end. Um, but, uh, it is, it's a fun experience. Um, they do stretching and meditation as well. So it's well-rounded. Like today I did a shorter workout cause I haven't had a rest day yet, which I think are important. And so today I did a shorter workout and I did some stretching and the stretching was actually more advanced than I can, like my body isn't yet ready to do the stretches and they don't, my one complaint so far is they don't provide sort of the alternative. Like here is the the person who is very flexible can do it. And here's for those that are trying to work there. Yeah. It is interesting how quickly you just notice change though. Cause I mean, with the ring fit thing, you know, I was doing like a 20 minute workout on ring fit and then I was just hopping and popping. I'm like, okay, I'm done. That's it. And then later on in the year, I was like, you know, I was on there for 45 minutes, an hour, and it wasn't really, there was no more huffing and puffing. So it was like, you know, it was a very obvious change over time, both in strength and weight and endurance and all of these things. So yeah, I I look forward to seeing how you keep going with it. Yeah, I mean, we're, as I said, six days in to the year and I'm eight pounds down. Nice. And that, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to lose my, my goal is I want to lose a pound a week. And I feel that that's reasonable. Like I know you can, I mean, it varies, Yeah. but often you'll see pound a week or one or two pounds a week type thing. So I thought I'll do a pound a week. Cause I don't want to set myself a, like my worry is if I set a number that is too aggressive, it'll discourage me. And I know there are people who say, you gotta, you gotta be bold. I know my personality well enough to know that the further something appears away, I'll do one of two things. I'll discourage myself or I'll start negotiating with myself. And the negotiation is going to eat. That's going to, that's going to, I'm going to start reasoning why I can't get there. And I don't want to get into that mindset. I'd much rather go and set what I feel is a reasonable goal and look to beat it. Yeah. And totally do that. I mean, just, you know, yourself and you know what you need. So, I mean, yeah, it just becomes very, it becomes very much a habit after a while and it's not even a thought. And I mean, I found last year there were certain days when I just didn't want to do it at all, but I still got up and did it. And that was sort of just, you know, my routine. And even if you don't, if you take a day off, it's not a big deal. You just get back, get back on the next day and keep going. Yeah. I do need to take your, your idea up and try to find people to do uh, some uh, Apple ring competitions with. That sounds, uh, that sounds like good fun. Just so I can say good job, buddy. Yeah, Exactly. 
Yeah. Totally. What else uh, you got to go on uh, for this year? Anything uh, yeah. lined up on uh, your end? We're continuing to learn. We've got all sorts of things going on. We just actually had a room completed in our house, which is kind of, Ooh. yeah, it's, we, we have an office now. So that's, that's a big thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, once the snow goes away, we're all about learning. We've got a garden and got all these things outside and woodworking and all these things that I never actually thought I'd be into before, but suddenly I very much am. So, so yeah, we're kind of looking for, looking forward to spring. I mean, honestly enjoying everything as it comes um like i say we've, we have been enjoying the snow we don't go out and drive really unless we have to because the roads out here are kind of crazy but uh but yeah it's just sort of continuing to evolve and learn and uh get this new rural lifestyle we have get the upgrade on it you know get another level more more experience points all those things yeah yeah so yeah yeah plus five dexterity for you know skiing or sledding in the snow and yeah and plus plus five intelligence for learning how to garden and plus 20 craftsmanship when you build something out of wood and yeah exactly exactly i mean we had this experience over winter here where just before christmas i mean we we found out that you can go and chop down christmas trees just in, on government land you can get a permit mm-hmm. and you go out and do this and you cut it down so we did this and it was great and we dragged the tree down the road and brought it home no, we didn't have a Christmas tree stand. So normally in my city life, I would have been like, you know, I need to go out and buy a Christmas tree stand. But now I was like, no, I got scrap wood out in the garage. I'm going to go out and build a Christmas tree stand. And so we did, and it almost worked. So, you know, it was, <laughs> by, by next year, I'm going to build one that actually works quite well. well. No, Yeah, exactly. You've got experience now. That's right. right? Like you have to. This is a level two iterate. one. By next year, we'll go for a level five or something. We'll keep building. Yeah. I mean, you just beta tested this year. Yeah, That's what it was. Exactly. You know. You know what was it they say in Steam? It's an early release or a pre-release <laughs> right. or whatever. Yeah. It was the alpha build. Yeah. We'll go for, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, speaking of sort of building in that, one of the things that uh, Baby Force has actually shown an interest in, and, and I sort of, you know, shared on Facebook is STEM activities. And, and she sort of has, has said had some interest. But what, where I really noticed it is for the, for Christmas, we picked up um, a Leapland Adventures sort of game set. And I talked about, I think, three episodes ago, how she was really showing interest in playing video games. And so we picked up this Leapland Adventures thinking this would be an opportunity. It's kid friendly. It's about learning, what have you. And it sort of teaches her the mechanics. And she's pretty much beat the game six times over now. It's mastered it. But what she started like on her own, like, well, if I press the button this way, the character goes that way. And if I do it this way, so why is it that when I press up, it's not like she's thinking through you know, when I do this action, this is what I want the result to be. And so I started wondering like, okay, could we go and, and take this a step further? Like if she wants to go and, you know, whether it be problem solve through coding or through building things like the mechanical side, like I, I'd like for her to be able to foster that. Like if this happens, can that occur? And if not, why? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I've been exploring that. I think, um, there was, um, well, there's this, it's you get for iPad or Apple fire. It's called like Osmo. Um, essentially it's, it's, uh, an application base. You put a reflector on your camera and what it does is it essentially is like looking at like how you're putting cards together and you, you're essentially like building programs, coding, um, what have you through the cards. So like, if you want to 
you know, your, your goal is to get a character to move, you know, three squares to the right, one down, one left, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're essentially, you have to put, okay, I need this card. That's like three to the right. And I need that card, which is down. Like, and you have to sort of put them in whatever and build it that way. Okay. Um, I thought that might be cool. And then there was one you had mentioned, um, about circuits, I think. Um, so we've done one called Circuit Mess, which was originally a, a Kickstarter, and they send you a pack in the mail every every few months. And it was really actually quite expensive, but we've enjoyed the project so far. Um, the other one, uh, Snap Circuits, was the one I think that you ah, yeah. that was it Snap Circuits, yeah. So yeah, that's a that's another neat one, and uh, you can learn a lot. And it's something where you just keep up picking up more and more kits. I mean, we were at a Maker Fair. In, in the commercial drive area in Vancouver back in the before times and my son came across this and there was some tech club that was showing it off and he was like oh this is so awesome so so we got them and yeah for quite a while he was quite infatuated with them and learned a lot about circuits and probably that's where he sparked into going farther than that and he's into you know actual circuits and soldering wires to circuit boards and stuff like that now which is pretty cool for a 10 year old nine year old oh, it's man. not even 10 yet yeah yeah, well, he, he, he's he's leveling up at such a rate that you've you've already given. And him a that's the here. thing, right? We talk about us leveling up, but they level up so much faster. And you know, yeah. No, so that's that's an area that I'm looking to foster. I, Staff circuits was the one, the other one that I was I was going to grab. Um, I'm I can't believe I'm being frugal, but like I noticed on uh, this this Osmo awesome app, you can buy it off of Amazon. Um, I looked at the the triple camel it shows me that the price is a little high. So I'm waiting. Yeah. I gotta say, I kind of love that site. Now we sort of watch everything on there. Yeah. And for our listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's camel, camel, camel.com. Uh, and then obviously choose the, the region that you happen to reside in, but you can just paste the link from Amazon and it'll show you a chart as to highest, lowest, and you can set alerts and all that jazz. Um, not to simply kick on fitness and then fostering sort of stem with baby force. I've also decided to learn how to, well, I've been trying to learn how to code, but I found it, there's been a struggle like things it's the brain just doesn't absorb as well as it once did, but I want to explore this space. And I had on a product hunt uh, that showed up about a no code challenge. And I'm like, no code. Like, what is this? Like, the opposite, but it's actually kind of neat. The no code philosophy is about empowering people to design apps, build programs, um, through somewhat of an automated experience, but essentially someone will code a tool that empowers others, almost democratizes the technology, so to speak. And in this no code challenge, essentially, uh, every day I learn about doing sort of a process with a different app. And so I, mean, I, Nothing has been too crazy, but I'm slowly sort of going through this process and I'm actually really enjoying it. I've so far published a, I mean, a basic sort of website. I've created a database. Um, I use this app called Airtable, which is kind of like sort of Excel, but then I've now connected the database form to collect information to put it in, like all of these sort of pieces being put together. I'm really enjoying it, but it's the uh, 100 days of no code. So what you're telling me then is that you're going to find a way to get nerdydadcast.com back up and running because, you know. 
Yes, that's by by day one hundred. Nerdydadcast.com may work. Again. It will be amazing. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I mean it's. I I do feel it somewhat cliche that I've started many of these things Jan one. But I think that's kind of I don't know. Yeah, it is cliche for sure. But I also think it's important. I mean, there's so many things over the years that we've sort of picked up. And I mean, we we actually did this the other day where my we've had like. We thought it was a good idea at some point to buy ukuleles for the kids. I, a good friend of mine had bought a ukulele. A good friend of ours actually had bought a ukulele for his kids, and they really picked it up, and they were going hog weld on it at the time. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Our kids, My kids can pick up ukulele, too. So we got ukuleles, and we got hangers for them. We put them up on the wall, and there they were. They sat on the wall. And every once in a while, the kids would bring them down and strum, 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 but uh, didn't really pick anything up. So... Back when, you know, long time ago when we when Groupon first came out, and again, we're just throwing out names, but there was a Groupon for like ukulele lessons and it was 15 bucks a year. And I was like, yeah, we're going to sign up for ukulele lessons. We're going to do this. And so since then, we've paid $15 a year every year because I just can't be bothered to turn it off. And it's 15 bucks a year. And I keep thinking, yeah, you know, sooner or later, I'm going to do that. So we were trying to figure this out the other day. We're like, yeah, that was like three or four years ago, but we haven't actually done Groupon in probably eight or nine years. I don't know. So we've probably been paying 15 bucks a year for eight or nine years now for ukulele lessons. So it was sort of, you know, again, January 1st hit. I put the ukuleles back up on the wall in our our new house now for the first time. And uh, I said, you know, this year, I'm (laughs) going to use that ukulele lesson and I'm going to get my 15 bucks worth. So... We all sat down. We started ukulele lessons together. My kids broke down pretty quickly, so it didn't last. But I still have the whole goal with the new year to uh, actually learn to play ukulele this year. So we'll see if that actually works. Because, again, you're talking about learning things with code. I did a lot of code last year. I picked up a lot of code last year. I haven't picked it up so far this year again. But uh, also just finger movements and stuff with your with our old ages and old brains is just not as easy as it might have been it's just like Guitar Hero, right? You just have to press right, buttons. buttons. Yeah. Yeah, 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 same thing. Totally. Yeah. Um, or what was it? Rocksmith, I think, was the game where you actually got a guitar. Um, the my my wife bought it for me for my birthday. Um, the thing about the game, and I mean, I get it. Who are video games primarily marketed to? Not us. They should be. It depends, but, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Rocksmith, I think, was marketed towards the teenager. Mm-hmm. And the junior guitar that was included, unfortunately, was like trying to learn how to play the ukulele. <laughs> that was a- it was my my hands were too big. I think I was burnt out on Guitar Hero before Rocksmith came out, so I'd never actually got into that. But yeah, I just I there's enough pictures of me sort of, you know, ten or thirteen years ago with my little Aerosmith uh, rock band guitar. And yeah, it looks like that. It's, it's smaller than ukulele. Yeah. It's in there trying to hit the buttons. And yeah, yeah. Good good yeah. times. Gosh, good times. Guitar Hero, Rock Band. I, I a number of times just, I had Rock Band, never really used it all that much at my place. But I remember I, I played it at a friend's place. I'm like, oh, this is great. I got to buy it. I mean, I played solo, but it's not the same. But you still do that. I mean, you have a PS5 that you had to buy, but don't use. So come on. <laughs> this is true. Looking for game hardware, Chris probably owns it, and it's probably mint condition because he's never used it. So how about on that note, this week's announcement of PSVR 2? I know. I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't need it. But you do. Okay. Well, no. So you know what? I have actually no interest in it because it's wired. Mm, Good point. Yeah. Like 
that wire it's just one wire I, mean, I get it just one i mean I, the wire empowers the device to use the hardware that is in your home already but then yeah when you're going for super high visuals and all that sort of stuff you can't just or maybe they will in the future who knows but yeah the original psvr that was sort of my thing i i, I only ever did it once and i just remember having so many wires hooked to you and having to hold on to so many things and but yeah we'll, we'll see I'm, i'm in you know i use my ps ps5 so I'm, yeah you're, I'm you, you do use it fair enough yeah, so I, I um i'll be free to review it whenever it comes out well have they have they even shared what the price point no 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 it? price point or date yet that was just sort of the specs and stuff yeah because like the the quest 2 which is at this point i think the the market leader it i, I mean there are other options out there but it's it's the top of the the pile right now uh, in Canadian funds starts at 400 bucks. Yes. But then Facebook is literally taking things out of your brain while you have that on your head. So, I mean, you got to yes. count that too. So, but that said, uh, I, I'm many, many people going to allow for brain, you know, transformation. There's, there's not much point. left at this point. So it's fair. Right. So I, I, I'm genuinely curious how like Sony can come out and, compete like they're in fairness the device that they've talked about is a superior device in regards to the the fidelity of the image the the product the technology the quest 2 has been out uh, in market for some time so it's it's older tech um but you know word has it that facebook is going to produce a a quest 3 or potentially a quest pro or like a newer device a higher end device and so I wonder where Sony wants to play. Do they want to play at the top end, the bottom end, or somewhere in the middle? Yeah, and that's the interesting thing. I mean, you have sort of a little more maneuverability, I think, if you're not Sony, where Sony's going to go in on their one thing, and they're going to try to make it top of the line. But then technology moves. And, you know, the first PSVR came out six, what, six years ago, something like that. And technology has moved up quite a bit since then. It's sort of the whole system wars thing where there's always a new system coming out. So if you can move your systems faster, or if you could just give it a easier name, call it the, you know, quest, whatever, and bring it out, then you have a little more maneuverability and maybe that's good for you. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. The, um, on the note of, of Sony though, and new devices, I was watching a, a video on TikTok came up in my feed and it talked about how uh, Sony killed Sega. What? <laughs> like that makes no sense. But what I think the person was trying to imply was how that Sega decided to bounce out of the hardware space. I mean, they were in it and then suddenly they were no longer. And it apparently makes it, I mean, not entirely it, but it makes a lot of sense that I think it was at CES might've been, yeah, that point isn't they're at an event and Sega happens to be on prior to Sony. Both are coming out with new hardware. Sega gets on stage, they announce their dreamcast and I can't, remember the specific price but let's say for argument's sake it's 399 it was probably more right but let's say yeah, yeah. that's what they right for argument's sake um the uh an office ceo or whatever sony america he just walks up to the microphone 299 dollars and walks away and playstation flies off the shelves when it uh, goes out like the pop in the room like it shows that and then the guy goes that's how sony killed sega <laughs> it is an interesting period of time and i mean i'm not sure on that story exactly but you know there also is the whole thing where sony went sony and nintendo were supposed to put out a system together 
and Nintendo pulled out at the last minute, and that was where I think it was a sixty-four. The Nintendo sixty-four they put out that point. No, it was a GameCube. So the, because they didn't want to go to Nintendo, didn't want to go to full disc technology, and remember the GameCube had those tiny little discs, and so they mm-hmm. they said no to Sony, and they pulled out of their deal. And otherwise, if they hadn't done that, you know, we'd have some sort of Sony Nintendo hybrid at this point, and there would be no PlayStation. So yeah. Alternate histories. There's a parallel universe somewhere where that happened. So, you know. Well, I mean, it goes to say, though, that Sony, and when it comes to price point, has done this a few times. Because, like, Xbox, Microsoft has learned the hard way that you don't go and announce a price point uh, that gives Sony the opportunity to go and win the price war before the device even ships. Yeah. Right? Like, was it the 360 and the 3, I think, was the... Or was it the four? Was, I'm not even sure anymore, but yeah. Was it the four? Well, no, yeah, because like Xbox came out and said, you can get this for this price, but then to do this, you need this, and this costs more money. And Sony's like, yeah, so you get all of that for this price here, this low one. Yeah, and so this last generation, Microsoft tried to come out and say, okay, we'll give you this system for $299, which is kind of a, not really the system, but here, or the, mm-hmm. so they split it apart trying to break that curse, but, uh, but no. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, um, well, you know, when you do get your PlayStation VR 2, um, you know, make sure to share pictures that we can throw up on the new and improved no code design nerdydagcast.com website. I will indeed. I imagine our website is going to be awesome by that point. So I'm. Oh, it, it'll be awesome. It'll have all sorts of crazy stuff happening bells, whistles, VR, immersive environment. In fact, <laughs> we might have our own space in virtual reality that you can hang out with other nerdy. That'd be guys. awesome. I mean, we could do like a podcast in VR and have other people show up in our space. And, you know, we'd have like a, I mean, a uh, live VR audience. Technology exists. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but uh, if uh, you're in the VR space uh, or you are not, I'm genuinely curious what you think about it. I mean, obviously I'm using it uh, for fitness right now. I know others have used it just simply for entertainment. Uh, I was actually reading a, a story where people, instead of going to the movie theater, are actually watching movies in a VR headset where essentially it's a simulated theater. So like when you move your head side to side or whatever, the screen is sort of moving. So short of the, you know, stale popcorn and the sticky floors. <laughs> what, what theaters are you, you going to? I didn't know, I didn't know those existed anymore. Jeez. Well, okay. I, I lived in Richmond and let's just say that, uh, the stale popcorn and sticky floors was, uh, it was uh, maybe they're not sticky anymore. They finally got clean. Yeah, up. fair enough. I, I, I know. Yeah. But uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for everyone uh, this episode? Not much, you know. Just do what you're doing. Keep on going. Uh, New Year's resolutions are great or not. You know, have a February rev- resolution, whatever. But let us know and talk to us mostly on Twitter at, at Nerdy Dadcast. And other than that, yeah, just keep surviving. Uh, I was just going to say it's a new year. It's uh, an opportunity for change and uh, it's an opportunity to do whatever the heck it is that you want to do. Um, but uh, obviously it doesn't have to, if you miss January 1st, you don't have to wait until <laughs> next year. There might not be a next year. That's well, <laughs> as dark as that might be. <laughs> um, all the more reason to start now, right? Uh, so on behalf of John, myself, Chris, you can find us at nerdydadcast.com when the site eventually comes back up. But until then, the cake is a lie. But by the way, stay nerdy, my friends. Mm-hmm.